we had a house on the lake, $600,000 deal. And I made $25,000 in that one. I showed it once and it was done. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved, whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, John Jackson. Hi, John. Hello, Joe. What's going on, my brother? Nice to meet you. Nice to have you on the show. And John is joining us from Fort Worth, Texas, my hometown where I grew up. He is the founder of Leasing to Buy. He started as a self-taught day trader, actually, and then he got into real estate lease options in 2003. Since then, he's done over 500 lease options and structures the lease options so that the buyer is highly likely to purchase the house. And interestingly about him, non-real estate related, he actually did stand-up comedy for 10 years. So he is the first former comedian that we've had on the show too, not including the current comedian for the April Fool's Day episode that we did with uh, Ted Winters. So with that being said, John, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? You bet I sure will, Joe. And thank you so much for having me on the show. First of all, I can't imagine you're from Fort Worth and now you live in New York City. Uh, is there something wrong with you? Are you medication? Come on. Come on, dude. Fort Worth. We got barbecue uh, and country music. <laughs> what else could you want? So uh, my background was actually uh, before, well, after comedy, was uh, being a stay-at-home day trader. My uh, wife said that she was pregnant with our first little baby. And I said, oh, my gosh, I've got a great idea. I'm going to quit my job. So I quit my job <laughs> and became a, a stay-at-home day trader and options trader and wanted to get into real estate and looked at various avenues of real estate, Joe. And what I found is that the stock market is just like the real estate market. What I mean by that is there are 20, 25, 30 different ways to make money in the options market or in the stock market, just the same way there is in real estate. So I had to find the way that was going to fit my criteria, my risk to reward, if that makes sense. And so I looked at you know everything, Joe. Joe, I looked at everything. I looked at uh, you know flipping, uh, you know rental properties, apartments, uh, everything. And what I found for myself, anyway, Joe, is that lease options were the way to get started in real estate with no money and no credit. And I had no clue what I was doing, so it was a perfect fit. So that's how I got started in real estate is uh, in lease options. Now, with what I did, Joe, as I was studying lease options, I found that most people at the time, 
Joe, this goes back to 2003, okay, back when I had hair. Um, in 2003, lease options were touted as a way to make money and basically hose people over. When I say that, Joe, I mean hose, hose the buyers over, okay? And I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. So I wanted to develop a company that could structure lease options to actually help the buyers buy the house. So that's where leasing to buy came from. So in 2003, I started leasing to buy.com and we brought the uh, credit improvement company in place. We brought the finance people in place. And that's why over 94% of our buyers actually buy the houses. So that's how I got started in real estate. I had no clue what I was doing. Again, no clue. And, uh, I know we'll get into this later, but one of the biggest mistakes I made, Joe, was because I thought I was so smart, I could do it on my own, and I didn't hire a mentor, I didn't think about business, I knew nothing, nothing. So that's how I got started in real estate, Joe, with lease options. When you were talking about lease options and you know, no credit, no no money, and structuring it so that the seller, or actually the person leasing and the potential buyer will eventually buy it. You mentioned you created some different subsets of your company or entities within your company like credit approval. What are all the different areas that you've created to position the group or the the person buying it or leasing it that sets them up for success? Going back, way back in time with lease options, they were sold to investors. They were sold to people like me trying to learn how to get started in real estate as no money, no credit, and you get people into a house and they won't ever get financed. In other words, you're setting people up for failure, if that makes sense. So I totally changed that. I said, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. We've got to get the right houses, the right properties, the right areas. The people, the, the buyers come to us. We get their application. We look at it from basically a lender standpoint, uh, so we look at it from a FHA standpoint. What's your DTI? What's on the report? This and that. I don't care if you have the down payment. I want to make sure we can get you financed within 12 months, 16 months, 18 months, as quickly as possible. Here's the thing, Joe. What we have done is we've developed a business plan where most of our buyers, they get financed within 10 months. That's unheard of in the industry. So in other words, I've, I basically turned down 70% of, uh, of our applications. Even a lot of lease options, right? No, I've done a master lease with an apartment community, but I haven't done lease options on single family homes. Okay. So specifically with how you set them up, what is it? Is it just making sure that you're looking at their application from a lender standpoint? Is that the kind of the, the key factor in all of this? Yeah, you know, that's what it is, Joe, because most gurus, most uh, mentors will say, uh, you know, just if they've got the down payment they're in, that's not the way it works. If you want to help out the seller, if you want to help out the buyer, you've got to make sure that they're a good fit for that property. So in other words, Joe, uh, some people will say, I don't care what their income is, just do they have the down payment? We look at it as, can you get qualified within 12 months? So we look at their DTI, debt to income. We look at the complete tri-merge report, the application, to make sure they can get qualified within 12 months. Huge difference, huge difference. In other words, Joe, we're trying to make sure we set them up for success, not for failure. 
Can you walk through an example of a case study that you've done for a lease option? Sure, you bet. Um, I'll give you um, I'll give you two scenarios, Joe. Let's assume someone comes to us that has twenty thousand dollars down, and they want a house that's what to say a hundred thousand dollars, but they only make uh, let's say uh, four thousand a month. So we're on DTI. We look at the application, and we see. They can't qualify for this house. Let's look at the other scenario. They apply for the property. They have very good income, decent credit, but just need a few things to be tweaked. Maybe it's a couple of medical items or whatever. It's in the report. We can get them in that house. Yes, we make our money, but they're going to buy the house. The seller, that's what the seller wants. The seller wants to sell the house. The buyer wants to buy the house. So going back, Joe, where people fail in lease options is all they can focus on is the down payment. Do you have the down payment? You're in. You're good. You're good. That's not the way to do it. You got to look at the big picture because you're representing the seller. I mean, you're trying to help the seller and trying to help the buyer as well. How do you make your money with a lease option deal? Okay, good question. We focus on assignments. So let's assume we've got a $200,000 house. Let's assume we're going to make, say, $8,000 on this deal. We'll market that property at, say, two hundred eight, and we're going to make $8,000, maybe $8,500. The buyer pays us that. We get our money. We're out of the deal. So it's the same thing as a wholesale deal where we wholesale a contract, except we're just assigning the contract to the end buyer, to the actual end buyer. So we get paid our assignment fee, boom, we're out. So there's no other work that's involved when you enter into that agreement since they're renting it. They're basically renting it, right? With an option to buy at a later date. Are you not collecting rent from them and kind of overseeing things as well? This may go beyond the scope of this uh, podcast, but there's three different types of lease options, Joe. There's a straight lease option where you own the property and you're lease optioning it to the buyer. There's a sandwich lease option where you stay in the middle, okay? The buyer pays you, you pay the owner. And so that's a sandwich lease option. What we focus on is the assignment, cooperative assignment, wholesale lease option, et cetera. We just basically assign the contract to the end buyer. They pay us and we're done. As far as repairs, this and that, all that's taken care of with uh, home warranty. So it's very, very hands off. We assign a contract and we're done. We're out of it. We make our eight, nine, ten, twelve thousand $12,000. We're out of it. We're done. Okay. That makes sense. So basically you're wholesaling the property, but instead of the wholesaling, you're finding an end buyer and they're leasing to own for an agreed upon price. Right, right, right. But again, uh, and not to get you know too deep here, but we structure everything, Joe, so that it's set up for success for the seller and for the buyer. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? The best advice I would have to anybody is to listen to every best ever real estate investing podcast. <laughs> There's a plug for you, Joe. There you go. Thank you. Bam, baby. You know what? I would say this. Um, if you were getting into real estate, because you know I teach a lot of people, Joe, that are just getting started off in real estate, I would say this, and I'm being honest with you, Joe. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to get into a partnership with somebody, go listen to number 20 
of the best real estate investing advice ever. It's number 20. The attorney you had, uh, Eric uh, Cox, I think his name was. Ed Cox, yep. That was an amazing interview. Guys, that is a great interview. He has great advice there. I would listen to that for sure. Outside of that, I would say this. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. Because my saying, Joe, is when I stop learning, I stop earning. So uh, that would be some of my best advice is when I stop learning, I stop earning. Never stop learning. Just continue to learn and learn and learn. And we'll get into some of the ways that you learn here in the lightning round. So are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay, I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Bam, bring it on, baby. Yeah, I I highly doubt you're nervous, (laughs) judging from what I can tell from your personality. (laughs) First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. In real estate, our tenants are our clients, and how much do you really know about your clients? Grab your roadmap for reaching the most influential audience, millennials, by reading Youth Nation, written by my friend and the nation's leading millennial expert, Matt Britton. Go to youthnation.net. That's Y-O-U-T-H-N-A-T-I-O-N.net. Best ever book you've read? I'm going to name two of them, and I thought it was a genius because I thought nobody would know of them. And they've already been uh, discussing your podcast. One is the the book that got me into real estate, which is One Minute Millionaire. One Minute Millionaire. The next one has nothing to to do with real estate. It is same kind of different as me. It's been uh, uh, the lady from uh, Aspen Management mentioned that, but same kind of different as me. You're from Fort Worth, man. You should know this one. Same kind of different as me. All right, next. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. When I was kneeling on my knees behind my house crying because I had uh, just broken off. I did a split up with uh, from my partner. Uh, had a, a, a Sam's lease option that was going to complete garbage. I basically lost about $12,000 in that deal. And I still remember, Joe, being behind my house on my knees, basically in tears about everything that could ever go wrong was happening at the same time. You know what? Uh, I thought I was so smart. Uh, I thought I was. I thought it was uh, impenetrable. I screwed up. I messed things up, and uh, I learned from it. You know, here's the thing, Joe. Is I, I still? I'm a big, big believer, Joe, of the uh, the story of the Emperor Moth. Do you know that one? I don't. Oh, really? Okay. I, I know you're under a time constraint here. I'll keep it short. So, uh, and I'm a big believer in this, Joe. So a guy finds uh, a cocoon, this big, beautiful cocoon uh, on his backyard, and he puts it and he takes it and he puts it in like a jar into his house. And finally, like a day later, you know, this little moth is inside. He's trying to break out, trying to break out, trying to break out. And he's just struggling and struggling, this moth. So the guy takes an X-Acto knife, you know, a little razor blade, and splits open the cocoon to help him out. The moth basically flops out, okay? And he's flopping out. Now he's in the bottom of this jar, and you know, he, he can't get his wings to work, and he just he's dying. And within like a day, he's dead. But the point is, Joe, is that um, God created that cocoon for the emperor moth 
to have to fight through. And the reason he had to fight through it is to get the the uh, the fluid, the, the the water off his wings. Once that guy slid open the uh, the cocoon, the emperor moth died because he didn't have to fight through the cocoon. Now his wings are wet. The water is on the wings. He can't fight it off. So the story there, Joe, is we all have to fight through our cocoons. I had to kneel down behind my house and cry. And but you know what? I grew from that. Same thing with the emperor moth. He had to he had to fight through the cocoon, and it's painful to look at. But you know what? In two days. He's out, and his wings are dry, and he's flying. Best ever success habit you practice? I would say to write my to-do list the day before. So in other words, I write my to-do list for the next day, write it down, boom, here's what I'm going to do the next day, and it's done, and I don't have to go to bed and worry about, oh, what am I supposed to do tomorrow? It's done. It's written down. Best ever deal you've done? We had a a house on the lake, $600,000 deal. And I made $25,000 in that one. I showed it once and it was done. I think I had that house for like three weeks of that. $25,000, boom, done. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Oh my gosh, Joe. I'm so excited about the training we have coming up with uh, leaseoptionclasses.com. Some of the stuff we have coming up uh, to help the students. I'm also uh, working on a CRM for coaches and students. I'm also excited about something I've been putting off for about two years, and it's coming together now. Uh, my podcast that'll come out uh, into August, which I don't know if I should mention it here, but anyway, I'm stoked about it, man. I'm stoked. Best ever way you like to give back? If you're listening to this podcast and you're a pilot, I'm a pilot, um, go to uh, Challenge Air, challengeair.com. Kids that have special needs. We take them up in the air. Uh, they love it. Um, it's uh, it's an amazing uh, event. Challengeair.com. Best ever quote. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, write this down. Pull over on the side of the road. Write this down. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two of them. Start with what's possible, then do what's necessary. Soon you'll be doing the impossible. And the next quote, real quickly, Joe. Uh, my good friend uh, Joe McCall posted this the other day. I don't know the the source of it, but uh, he said, "Ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice." Dude, that's that's amazing. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Is this going to be like a five part HBO miniseries? Because believe me, I made <laughs> a lot of mistakes, Joe. Um, I would say this. I'll say two things, Joe. One, I thought I was so smart that I was impenetrable. Like I was so smart, you know, I knew no wrong. Even though I didn't know what I was doing, I thought I was so smart. Uh, That was a big mistake, big mistake. The second one uh, was bringing on a partner into the business when I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, He was a, he's a great guy, great guy, but he was a business partner. He came on board. Uh, Two years later, it just collapsed. Just collapse. The friendship, everything. The relationship, everything collapsed. And nothing against him. It was just, I didn't know what I was doing. Guys, if you're listening to this and you're willing to bring on a partner, again, go back to uh, Best of Real Estate Show number 20. That's a great podcast, Joe. <laughs> I talked to Ed a lot, and I'm going to mention that he's got a new fan. He's actually based in Colleyville, Texas, so he's in your neck of the woods. Oh, man. i tell you what. You know what? Uh, uh, I will say this, Joe, totally sidebar here. These, and I'm being honest here. The second best podcast I've ever heard in my life is yours, number 190. 
Grant Cardone. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. <laughs> he brings it. <laughs> I love it, man. Bam. Love that, brother. What's the best ever place to reach you? Okay. If you want to reach me, uh, you can go to uh, leaseoptionclasses.com. Again, that's leaseoptionclasses.com. My email address, john, J-O-H-N, at leasingtobuy.com. That's not, that's L-E-A-S-I-N-G-T-O-B-U-Y, john at leasingtobuy.com. John, thank you so much for being on the Best Ever Show and sharing your best ever advice with the Best Ever listeners and talking about, well, pretty simple, right? Lease options and how you structure the agreements so that the buyers are highly likely, in fact, in your case, 94% likely to actually exercise their option to purchase and be qualified to do so. And then getting into some of the specifics of how you make that happen by making sure that there's a debt to income ratio that is a certain threshold that you look at. And then educating us on different types of lease options from the traditional lease option to the sandwich lease and to the assignment lease option, which is the one that you and your colleagues focus on. So thanks again so much for being on the Best Ever Show, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm actually, Joe, I'm actually the only guy that teaches lease options in Texas, which is kind of unique. But uh, I'm the only one that teaches uh, lease options in Texas. And uh, thank you so much for having me on our show. Also, I got to say, Joe, um, um, your hair is very thick. What kind of what's your specialty about that? Just don't wash it. Dang it! Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice to meet you, John. It's good having you on the show. Hey, thank you so much, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.